Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up? You are listening to a new edition, a new era of the Believe in 49ers podcast here on the believe network i am your new host and i will be captaining the ship for believe in 49ers this season my name is tommy call the third uh there's a chance you've heard me on the radio at some point here in the bay area i used to work for 95 7 the game covered the 49ers a little bit there for a couple years on and off outside of that you know i've worked at nbc sports bay area I've written about the 49ers for a bunch of different places, San Francisco Examiner, Examiner, written for the um, Niners Nation at SB Nation, along with the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. Um, A little bit more about me. I'm from the North Bay area. Uh, I currently am the managing editor for USA Today's Warriors Wire. I do love hoops and the Golden State Warriors as well, but I'm also a contributor over at Niners Wire with USA Today and my friend Kyle Madsen. You can c- catch all my written work over at NinersWire.usatoday.com. But that is enough about that. That is not why you are here to learn about me. We are here to talk about the 49ers. And it's not here yet, but Christmas is coming. The goosebumps get a little bigger a little better every morning we are inching closer and closer to football season i don't know about you guys but i have it on the tvd preseason already cooking nfl network top 100 hard knocks getting every little taste i possibly can and if you are a 49er fan your time is almost coming because the preseason is just a few days away enough talk about training camp and all these guys we're going to get to see some of these guys in their uniforms, in pads, against a familiar foe and Jimmy, not foe, familiar friend, and Jimmy Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders. The 49ers are currently hosting some joint practices with the Raiders in Las Vegas. Today was their first day of joint practices. And unfortunately, there has been some injury news throughout training camp, but you know, it's still the preseason. Nothing wildly concerning as of yet we're going to talk about some of the guys that have suffered some injuries and what it potentially could mean for the preseason for some of these position battles because with injuries it does open up opportunities it does open up more reps for some of these younger guys and you know going into preseason I don't know about you know you guys but Personally, I'm interested in seeing some of the younger guys. I'm interested in seeing some of the newer newer faces, some of these guys that we've only read little blurbs here and there about, or if you've been lucky enough to go to training camp, seen in person there, practicing against their own team. I want to see some of these guys that we've heard a little buzz, a little chatter about. And, you know, lucky for us, these guys are going to get the opportunity here on Sunday against the Raiders. And, you know, starting off, you know, like I mentioned some of these injuries, right? Ray Ray McLeod 
he broke his wrist and, you know, he's going to be out for, it looks to be about eight weeks. Kyle Shanahan, I believe said, um, you know, that puts him out for at least a couple weeks into the regular season. And it's a little bit of a tricky situation because right now with the 49ers, they can't instantly put him on the IR. They need to actually carry him as a part of the 53 man roster. And then they can do what they want with him. They want to do short-term IR out for four weeks or if they need to do that type of thing, but he's going to be on the 53 because and he he's deservingly. So he's not a dispensable player because we've seen, you know, this guy has unbelievable speed. And on top of that, it's just a quality and safe kick returner. You know what you're going to get out of him. And he surprised some folks, I think in the Bay area, last season with how impressive he was as a kick returner. And then on top of that, um, you know, as a wide receiver providing kind of a different element to Kyle Shanahan's offense, whether that's, you know, taking the football on end rounds or stretching the field, you know, Kyle Shanahan had him out there on a reason because he is dangerous. When number three walked on the football field, defensive coordinators needed to take note. So as a wide receiver, you know, the 49ers obviously have some guys that could potentially step in there. Um, the rookie Bell, along with Danny Gray, those are some going to be some guys that obviously we're going to be watching in the preseason and probably are going to get a chance to get some increased reps playing alongside Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Um, going to get you know a real chance to make an impact potentially early in the season, along with the preseason and training camp at this point. But you know, I think where McLeod's absence is really going to impact the 49ers like I mentioned earlier as a kick returner as a punt returner and if you go to the depth chart and look at the guy behind him on the list it is you know Willie Sneed and veteran been around the block and to seal up the kick returner punt returner job without McLeod out there it could be like hey can you just field these kicks safely can you not turn the football over and you're not going to muff a punt are you not going to uh, kick the ball around when it is punted or kicked to you, that could be enough to get the job done. And let's just get the football in our quarterback's hands and get this offense going. We're not looking for anything incredibly dynamic, but there are some guys that are interesting enough that hopefully during the, the preseason, we're going to get to see a little bit of, and I think the guy at the top of my list is, you know, why these injuries kind of translate to some guys you're looking at later down on the roster that now might have a chance to make the team is, for me specifically, it's it's defensive back to Sean Jameson. This is a kid out of Texas, undrafted free agent. I feel like you cannot read enough about him. I listened to Steve Wilkes talk about him earlier in the week, talk about how impressive he is and what he's done already to kind of get some guys' attention, not only on the coaching staff, but other wide receivers on the team, talking about going against him, about his game, his polish. Well, on top of, you know, kind of being in the mix as a defensive back, as a guy that could have a chance to make this team if he continues to impress. But Jameson fielded punts and kicks at Texas for a long time, has has fielded 54 kick returns in his career and 44 punt returns during his time with the Longhorns. Not, you know, amazing numbers. I think he has a couple touchdowns. But this is a guy I'm circling on Sunday going – okay, let's see what this kid can do because as an undrafted free agent, you're looking at special teams as a way to make the team. And he makes a couple of plays as a kick returner, punt returner. You're looking at this guy elevating himself up the depth chart rather quickly here because he's already got the attention of the defensive coordinator who is a very established defensive back coach. So you look at some of the guys that Steve Wilkes has had in his career, who he's coached. He is a defensive back coach specifically, and he talked about him by name this week. That's an, you know, 
enough praise to catch someone, you know, my attention, at least multiple people's attention that this guy seems to be a real player. And on Sunday, we're going to get to see what he does on the field. You know, what he does against the Raiders, I think is going to speak to where he lands at at this point in the training, in training camp, in the off season. Um, so that's a guy that's really at the top of my list that I'm excited to watch on Sunday. And, you know, going down that list and, you know, talking about injuries, George Kittle, I mean, it doesn't sound like his injury is too serious, thankfully, but he wasn't really going to play in the preseason much anyways. I mean, I don't know why he really would unless he specifically wanted to get out there. But behind him, I think, is another interesting training camp battle that isn't anything to do with the quarterbacks. And we are going to get there and talk a little bit about the quarterback position and what we want to see on Sunday. But I, you know, when I look at the, at the, um, at the tight ends, you know, you kind of know who Ross Dwelly is at this point. We do know who Ross Dwelly is, not kind of, uh, we have a similar idea of what Charlie Warner is. And, but beyond that is a guy like Kamla too. And then you have a guy, like uh, Braden Willis, who's behind him, who's blanking on his name for there, there for a second, I've written down right in front of me. But those are two guys that it feels like they're in competition with each other, with some veterans, with every rep they take. Because the two, when they when the 49ers drafted him in the third round, I mean, that was a guy that, as I'm watching the draft later in the draft, I'm a huge fan of the NFL draft. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it and a lot about some of the younger guys on the roster because I just, I love the college game and I'm interested in some of these guys and who's, who isn't watching CBS on Saturdays, seeing Alabama, seeing a big guy like number 81 around the field and Nick Saban's offense going, that looks like an NFL body at least and making some NFL plays. And so when the 49ers drafted him, I was kind of like, okay, like, they're seeing something too here and I'm excited to see what this guy does on the field, especially with kind of a wide open tight end battle behind George Kittle. And unfortunately we've heard about some of the drops with him. We've heard about some of the inconsistencies, um, but all it takes is a couple good plays in the preseason to kind of wipe the slate clean. So I think that's a name, another name that we need to circle heading into Sunday as a guy we want to watch when, when 81 is out there on the field doing his thing. Um, that's going to be a guy that we're going to either see kind of rise to the occasion because he has some pressure behind him with a seventh round draft pick. Remember the 49ers double dipped at the tight end position in the draft. Braden Willis out of Oklahoma is right there behind him and kind of, turning up the heat a little bit and creating some pressure because where the Alabama tight end has faltered or kind of had some mistakes, Willis has shine. If you read a lot about what's going on at training camp, he's another guy that, that you hear a lot about and kind of brings a little bit of a different element. looks like more of your playmaker tight end as opposed to a blocking type and you know, long and going to step, you know, stand out wide sometimes. And it looks like Willis kind of brings that element to that position. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see those two guys go into battle because I feel like they're going to get a ton of reps there early and often in the preseason. And that type of momentum is probably going to transfer a little bit to the field and training camp and practice as they battle for a position on this team. Um, and, you know, it's just going to see which guy is going to take the most advantage and can, to show you know some of the things of why the 49ers drafted him in the third round to start with or is Willis going to just kind of take that momentum and not give it back and make a play or two on Sunday 
Um, outside of the tight end position, we're just going to hit touch them all with the skill positions on the first day of the new era of the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe podcast network. Um, but we're going to talk about running backs because, again, I think the running back position is always exciting to monitor when it comes to training camp because it seems like with the 49ers specifically, there's always a guy or two that kind of comes out of nowhere. And while I feel like the 49ers backfield specifically, none of these guys are really going to surprise us at this point because every guy that we're going to talk about, we have a little bit of familiarity with. But Elijah Mitchell, you know, kind of banged up again this week, going to be out for a week, um, adductor strain. Um, you know, that you kind of move past that pretty quickly if it was anybody else but him. But the injury history um, has, you know, really um messed up his you know trajectory with this offense and and how he fits in because i'm one of the biggest elijah mitchell fans out there i i think this guy's incredibly talented has the skills to be an rb1 uh whether that's in san francisco or i you know i'm a really big fan of the way he runs downhill he can make guys miss i wouldn't call him a change of pace guy to you know christian mccaffrey but he does bring up just a slightly different element and especially in a more limited role in the backfield. It seems like he they could complement each other so incredibly well. And we saw it for little bits and parts of the season last year, but it was exciting heading to this year where the 49ers, in my opinion, have one of the best one-two punches as running backs because of what those two guys can do alongside each other and giving options like both of those guys to Kyle Shanahan, a guy who's you know a magician in terms of the run game it really would open up that offense and provide some different looks. But unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell is banged up again. But similarly, some of the other guys we mentioned, Ty Davis Price seems to coming to be coming into his own as a sophomore in training camp. Quiet rookie season, didn't see a ton from him. And, you know, you think back to when he was drafted out of LSU, it was a surprise, right? And you would think about the pre-Christian McCaffrey days, in the Bay area where it goes, you know, whatever running back Kyle Shanahan lands on is probably going to be pretty good because this system churned out guys that, you know, you didn't know of as running back one types. And Elijah Mitchell speaks to that to an extent kind of bursted onto the scene as soon as he landed in the Bay area. And so, although it didn't seem like the 49ers needed a running back by any means when they took him in the third round and some people got queasy about that pick, I think kind of the saving grace was, well, Kyle Shanahan might've picked him out or, you know, this 49ers front office identified something in him. And these guys out of anybody in the league kind of know what they're doing when it comes to the running back position. Well, after, like I said, a quiet rookie season, we could finally, you know, be seeing what the 49ers saw in him to draft him in the third round last year. Um, maybe it took a season for him. Maybe it was a slow burner because every report you read, this guy is making plays after plays and just continues to shine. And with an injury like with an injury to Elijah Mitchell on Sunday, this guy's going to get the opportunity. And we haven't even talked about Jordan Mason, who was, you know, a fan favorite last year because of what he did and rightfully so. And he should be very much, very much in the mix for that running back three position, running back two. Can these two in preseason kind of close that gap between running back three and Elijah Mitchell and really put some competition and pressure there? Because I think if 
Ty Davis Price shows the ability in the preseason that he can play. You think of the 49ers, they have three valuable options as running backs behind Christian McCaffrey. And it just gives Kyle Shanahan more and more weapons because if there's any coach that's going to use them all, it could, you know, it's him. We know how, what he likes to do with running backs. And so Ty Davis price for me specifically, just because nothing against Jordan Mason. And like I said, he's very much should be in the mix, but we kind of have an idea of who he is and why he's exciting. And I think, um, you know, we don't need to expand a ton of that, but Ty Davis price was a bit of an afterthought heading into this, into this preseason training camp for me. And to kind of read about the stuff is exciting. Another sec, you know, big time back. So of course I'm excited about that. And I think this is a guy that you're going to see a lot of on Sunday against the Raiders. And before we talk about the quarterbacks, which we, we have to get to here on believe in 49ers, um, I want to talk about one defensive player and kind of sticking to, I guess, our theme of the first episode is some of these young guys, some of these rookies, Um, but it's Jair Brown. I mean, when the 49ers selected him in the third round, I was a huge fan. I was surprised he was still available when he came off the board. And I thought it was, you know, a home run pick, a guy that brought a lot of physicality. He seemed to always be around the football. You watch the Rose Bowl. He was the, you know, defensive player of the game in that game, made a lot of plays, made a lot of kind of game shifting, you know, possession changing type of plays um, that, you know, pivoted the direction of those games. And it just seemed like, while you might not hear a ton about him in the, the in practice and training camp, but when the lights turn on, it seems like he's going to be a guy that's going to make some plays, maybe be around the football, find the football in his hands. And, you know, uh, Travis Ward, Mooney Ward, a guy I love just to hear talk and talk about defense. Uh, he spoke about Jair Brown specifically in the preseason, how he's excited to watch him play because he's so physical. He has a grown man's body already, an NFL body, um, that he's the type of guy that's going to throw some guys around and make an impact in this preseason. So, Another name I'm circling on top of, you know, it being the 49ers, one of their higher draft picks, their highest draft pick from last year. So he's the guy on the defensive side of the ball alongside of Jameson that I'm going to be watching, especially if they're on the field together in that defensive backfield. But um, so now we got to kind of pivot over to the quarterback position. You know, it seems like it's Trey Lance versus Sam Donald as QB2 as of right now um no matter what the depth chart says whoever's lining up under center for the san francisco 49ers in the pre this preseason game and really any preseason game and even practice all eyes are going to be on all there's going to be a ton of scrutiny and there's going to be a massive overreaction but we're finally get to see a little bit of it right and trey lance you know they're Last year, if we rewound, you know, obviously a completely different conversation. You could say that a million times, but, you know, what got people excited about Trey Lance, in my opinion, is still there. You talk about, you know, the physical presence in the, at the quarterback position. You talk about the rocket arm, um, the mobility, you know, different things like that. That shouldn't haven't gone away granted he's coming off a big injury but you know all those all those skills that he brought to the table the the things that excited people should still be there so he is you know you know an electric athlete that's going to be there under center and I think you know he we're finally going to get a you know finally is a funny word to see because we've seen him under center number five for the 49ers a couple times but 
I think on top of the skills or whatever you want to say about Trey Lance, what is exciting to an extent is the mystery. I mean, I still feel like there's so much to uncover with number five in the 49ers at this point, because the sample size is still very slim and it dates back to his time in college. The sample size was very small. And so what happens if he goes out there and tears it up? What if he lights it up? What if he's, you know, amazing? Does can he close the gap? Is that what the is that what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, you know, coaching staff need to see to, you know, push Brock Purdy to an extent? Um, I really don't know. I have no clue. And but I do feel like Sunday should provide a slim um bit of clarity to the situation. And I think that's why it's so exciting. That's why you know, 49er fans who would potentially record or um, maybe tune in here and there for a 49ers preseason game um, are more excited for this one specifically because not only are we going to get to see Trey Lance, but we're going to get to see Sam Darnold, who there's been a lot of chatter about his training camp performance and what he, you know, him signing with the 49ers means specifically. So we're going to finally get to see a little bit of clarity. And I just, I really have no answer when it comes to what Trey Lance can do. It, if he, you know, like we said, if he tears it up, is does he inch closer to that QB1 position? Does that create more of a quarterback battle? Or does it get other teams interested as a potential trade partner? There's just so many conditions that go into that specific battle on Sunday that it's really exciting. It's also a little confusing, but it's going to be something that's going to be really fun to watch specifically. And we won't really know until Sunday. And I think that's just part the mystery is exciting. You know, we got a lot of different aspects to it, but the kind of things we don't know that we're going to learn. And I think we're going to learn a thing or two about the quarterback position. That is to me why, you know, the number one reason why I'm going to be tuning in along with some of the guys we mentioned earlier on the podcast, but you know, that's going to do it. For us, we're going to keep it a little short and sweet today. I will be back early next week, Sunday, after the game to break down that game, talk about what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, all that type of stuff. The 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 36 if you're into that kind of thing. 36. Yikes. They are begging you to take the over in that thing. But we'll be back, like I said, and – you know, briefly, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my first episode here with Believe in 49ers. It means so much to me for you all out there listening. And it was great meeting all of you guys. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy underscore III. And it means a lot to me. It was an absolute honor to talk ball with you guys today. And uh... thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.